Courtney. Hey, Sasha. Why did the king go to the dentist? I don't know. Why? Because he needed to get his teeth crowned. Hey! Hey, It's Spook Bower. comedy podcast hosted by two halloweenies this is sasha this is courtney and we're coming at you with a full episode full of stuff um so, so much stuff so much You're stuff gonna forget all about that mini-sode from a while back <laughs> Just um so but yeah we're content. back and as always you can find us at on social media at spoop hour on twitter and instagram you can also email us at spoop at gmail.com yes and someone someone did email us but we'll get to that in just a minute I sure will it's been a while courtney has it anything has spooky happened to you? Yes, it has. Tell me. No. Please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell, so, at least tell the listeners. <laughs> okay, but you better not be listening. No. <laughs> so the other night, this was probably at this point about a week and a half ago. It was like right after our last episode aired. Mm-hmm. I got up in the morning, and Jack always gets up before me, because he has a really leisurely morning routine, and mine is optimized so I get the most sleep and have to be awake for the least amount of time before starting my day. Yeah, I feel that. Whereas he's like, I like a two-hour breakfast, and I'm like, that's two hours you could be sleeping, but okay. So he got up before me, and the door to our bedroom was closed, which is odd, because we keep it open, because we've discovered with Benedict, if you close a door, it's an opportunity for him to physically hurl himself at it and scream because he's so it's a just easier baby. to keep the door open it's just easier to keep the door open yeah and like just deal with the fear that somebody's gonna you know i there. i had to get used to that because i think mona was kind of yeah. the same too and it was like well we should let her roam mm-hmm. no one's gonna get me in my bedroom yeah that's the that's the trade-off anyway yeah so the door was closed so jack thought nothing of it so when i got up he goes oh did you close the door in the night and i go no. No. And he goes, oh, because the door was closed. And I'm like, well, was it like a cat knocked into it and it just like didn't latch all the way? And he goes, no, no, it was like fully closed, which is not something oh. the cats can usually do. And like that whole week, I had this recurring nightmare that someone was standing at the foot of our bed watching oh, me sleep. Jesus. And then no. after Jack had the revelation of, huh, the door was closed, I went to the front door to get the mail and realized the front door had been left unlocked overnight. So I was like, oh my God, someone came into the house. They didn't do anything. They just wanted us to know they were here. So they closed the bedroom door. So that's the spooky thing that happened to me. Ah, that's that so scary. I'm low-key convinced that there's someone who's been like living under our noses in the house now. Probably not because it's not a big house and the floors are super creaky right but like that's so scary it's upsetting and i don't yeah. like it so that's the spooky thing that happened to me <laughs> i i hate when i find that like usually at least one of the locks on our doors are locked yeah but like 
Oh, you know, I, I thought nothing spooky happened to me. It's not so much spooky as it is. I think I've told you about my electric door. Yes. Yes. So, so my one. dad and I finally pulled the electric door off of the wall, uh, off of the thing, and put in a new door frame. Unfortunately, we don't have a new screen door yet because my dad and I are going to go visit my grandma and... Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's whatever right now. Yeah, it's low priority. But, yeah, it was the most mysterious thing because, like, it clearly was putting out voltage. And then we busted open the whole thing and we cannot find any wires or anything. Like, we couldn't figure out where the electricity was leaking. We put in some vinyl boards now for the door frame, so it should be better. But it definitely was one of those things where, like... we kept making assumptions like, oh, yeah. a screw is touching a wire or something. And yeah. it's like, no, we pulled out the screws and the screws are short. And we were like, well, that wasn't it. <laughs> and then we pulled something else out. And I was like, nope, that wasn't it either. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to remember if that means your house has a poltergeist from our game called the plumber, called the electrician, or called right. is, <laughs> it, is our door electrocuting us just because it's a poltergeist, not yeah. because it's actually like electric current. Yeah, but. and I don't I don't remember from that game. So if you remember, email spoopar at gmail.com and tell us how likely is it that Sasha's house has a poltergeist. Right. And listeners, I did call the electrician. That's how yeah. we like confirmed that the door, door has was electricity. Electric. But it was putting out like forty six volts. So Presumably that's such a weird amount too. Yeah. <laughs> Presumably the electrician wasn't like, oh, classic poltergeist haunting. Let me get you the number for my exorcist. <laughs> right. That would have been so funny. Mention my name, he'll give you ten percent off. Oh boy. Okay, well, something spooky did happen to one of our listeners, because we did get listener mail. Love listener mail. We love listener mail. Email us, spoopartgmail.com, your listener mail. So this is from Renata, who also shared that story on Twitter about the tornado touching down at Renfair. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is like my fucking nightmare. Right. Mine too, because I fucking love Renfair. I've never been to Renfair, but I'm very afraid of being in an open space and a tornado happening. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there are a lot of trees there, so there's not like probably a lot of open space for a tornado to touch down. But also but, like if the weather is bad I or like will be bad in the day, I don't go anyway. Go. Yeah. This just reminded me that there was a tornado that touched down on the cap- the National Mall a few oh, weeks ago. Yes, that was the other spooky thing that happened. Yeah. I forgot to mention it. While my mom was visiting, we had a fucking tornado warning. Yeah. And so it was literally right after we had that conversation. I don't think it made it to the episode. I think I cut it because we ran long. Where we had a conversation about how in my current house, I don't have a tornado emergency plan because yeah, and a tornado of the touched layout. Down in and then like three fucking days later, we had so, a fucking tornado. So clearly <laughs> the weather listens to our podcast. Yes, but not in like a fun way where it's in like more of a let's sure fuck with that, you way yeah not enough there will never be a tornado way well and and so <laughs> we took our friends to do an engagement photo shoot their engagement right. not mine yes to dc really early in the morning the week of the fourth and there's like a lot of weird fencing up around yeah. the the mall the still yeah and it's not just it's not just the capital but even down towards like the monuments and stuff and so you kind of have mm-hmm. to like navigate your way and some of it's construction some of it's not and we were trying to go to constitution park or maybe it's not constitution park it starts with a c it's constitution something park um, it has a little it has a big pond okay. and you can take really nice photos there's big willows and stuff sure 
but every way we went was blocked off by fencing and we were like what is happening because we could like clearly see other people around the pond and we couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how to get there and eventually we come to another dead end and we see just like toppled trees all over the place and i didn't know that there was a tornado in dc but we basically got to the part where i found out later that the tornado had hit and the trees were all twisted and it was all mangled and Still, there are people on the other side of the fence who are like, how the fuck did they get over there? So we turn back around, we walk away from it, and then I turn around one more time to kind of like try to puzzle this out, because now I feel like I'm in a video game. Right. And I'm like, I just need to find like the... I need to find the thing that's glowing that means I'm supposed to click on it. (laughs) Yeah, with my special like powers and see what's glowing (laughs) blue so I know to like go over there. And and this little old man is walking behind us who wasn't there and he was walking from the direction that we came Sasha, from. there hasn't been an old man there, <laughs> there in there. 107 years. Right, so this is like little old man walking, <laughs> like clearly had walked in behind us from this dead end. Or, and I was like, a ghost who saw you there and then appeared. Well, so I was like, um, excuse me, how did you get here? Because <laughs> like, that's all I can say. Like, how did you get here? He goes, oh, okay, you see over there where the top old trees are? If you keep just going back through there, the fence is knocked down. And I was like, oh. So we grab our friends and we go towards there. And lo and behold, there's a tree toppled over and all the branches are facing down like this. So I had to pull it back like a fucking curtain, duck under a log, like a big piece of tree that was like, basically it built a door and then we had to walk (sighs) through it and then like jump over the toppled fence. But it felt like going through a portal to like fucking Narnia or something. So I found a secret passage in TC and it was fun. It was made out of a tree. But yeah, it was it was Yay. bananas. It was also yeah, it was like me holding back the tree for my friend because she's in her nice dress and her heels, and I just like dropped it on everyone else. I was like, "Fuck all y'all!" Beep beep. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh. six in the morning and we're doing engagement photos. <laughs> and also, there was a fucking tornado. I there was a fucking tornado. There were two tornadoes. Yeah. So, so I had no idea. I was, I was literally sitting on the couch. Because Jack was like, where in the house will you feel safe? And I'm like, literally nowhere. There's nowhere. This house is not optimized for tornado safety. Um, And my mom was like, well, why don't you just kick the basement tenant out of his apartment and we can hide down there? (laughs) Um, But I just, you know, stayed sitting on the couch and I was like, I hope the windows don't blow out. So, you know, it was not a fun time for me. Not a fun time. So, anyway, back to Renata's story. Okay. So, the warning here is grab your emotional support human slash animal slash stuffy it's gonna get creepy and she put in her critters for st- stress relief it was very <gasps> Yay, nice there, there are some nice angus the hedgehog <gasps> oh, angus, i've got my empanada you do and i've got my nessie, nessie. that you gave me yeah i've got i've also got teddy oh. rue the bear i have Blorp the Hectopus. He's a Hectopus because he's octopus shaped, but he only has six tentacles. So he's a Hectopus. I also have a Lowland Vulpix, a Red Panda, and Witch Pusheen. I got, basically, I got a lot of stuffies on my desk. I also have my big ass oh, Moomin. You got your big ass Moomin, yeah. And also Whatever Shark. Whatever Shark! <laughs> I love Whatever Shark. Yeah, I also have Udon the Crab, uh, Mermaid Pusheen, and then if I take a short walk, I have the Unnamed Ghost. Yes. And another red panda, and then the Mothman, Jackalope, and Yeti plushies that listener Nora made us. 
So yeah, so I'm just I gonna have, put all of them here by the camera. Yes, all of this to say we have our emotional support. But thank so you for the heads up, Renata. We're ready, we're and we hope supported. that gave you enough time to get your emotional support things. Does IKEA still make the whatever shark? I need to know for science. I, I think so. I think okay, I saw one I the last time it. I was there. Good. I just hate going to IKEA. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I go, I'll take it, take a look, and I'll get you one if I see it. Thank you. All right. So. This is from Renata. I grew up in a haunted house, and it was normal for us. We lived just off of a very dangerous highway in Wisconsin. People had accidents there all the time, including deadly ones. We always figured the spirits we witnessed were from that. Now I know that it had portals. Portals! It was very rare that we saw the same thing twice, so we really believe it was a place that spirits came through, perhaps even a rest stop. Anyhow, my mom and I have always been very sensitive about things living and dead. We would regularly see people walking by windows when no one was around. I have one memory of me being inside watching TV with my grandfather, and she was mowing the lawn. Every time she would come close, she would look in confused. Finally, I walked out to see if she wanted me to take over mowing. We had a large lawn, and it took a couple hours. I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) Instead, she asked who was in the house with us. She had seen a tall man in tan clothes standing behind my grandfather's wheelchair every time she went past. No. Okay, and then she sent us a nice little, another photo of her daughter teaching her hamster how to play a game. And it's very Aww. cute and very comforting because that was very upsetting. A man in that tan is, clothes standing like behind grandfather's wheelchair. I don't, yeah, I don't like that. Oh, who was that standing behind you? No. There's a horror movie called Hush. Which oh. is, it's mm-hmm. about a deaf woman who lives alone in the woods, and a serial killer targets her, so yeah. she's, like, Skyping with her friend, and her friend goes, is that somebody behind you? And she turns around, there's not anybody there, but it's because the serial killer is in her house. I it's hate it. just, I hate it so much. So, anyway. here's w- more. <laughs> there was a lot of activity in the basement. My brother and our cousin witnessed five white shapes hovering above them one night while they slept down there. They couldn't move or scream the whole time they were there, and I believe it lasted about half an hour. Oh my god, that's such a long time. Yeah. In my teen years, I spent a lot of time in the basement as well. I would play video games, read, paint, or just have quiet time. I could spend hours down there with no problem. Also, adding to the portal idea, there were times where the eerie feeling of the space, or sorry, the entire feeling of the space was wrong. I would head down, planning to stay, and then have to leave right away. A flight or fight response would take over, and I would run for it. Yeah. The worst thing was once going down to toss a box in the furnace room. We had a wood-burning stove to supplement our gas. Since I spent some time down there, I was in charge of keeping the wood stocked and chopped. We had a hatchet that hung on the wall by two nails supporting the blade. So I was heading down and saw movement. The hatchet was swinging by itself on the nails. No! It was high enough that none of our critters could have knocked into it, and it was swinging hard as if someone had just smacked it. I tossed the box in the general direction and noped the fuck out. (laughs) I don't like it! It took a couple of days for me to work the courage up to go back down, and everything felt safe again, though. And then one more interlude with a kitty, Mocha... (laughs) giving the hamster an inspect. (laughs) So my brother, so this is where it gets, we're going to take kind of a a little bit sad turn and then we'll lift back up. Okay. So my brother died when I was 13 and due to my grandparents moving in with us full time, I moved into his old room. I was the annoying younger sister, so he hated having me in his room. After I moved in there, he would mess with me. 
lights, TV, and my stereo would turn on or off. And usually when I wasn't in there, but sometimes when I was, I wouldn't, I know it wasn't my mom since she didn't know how to work most of my electronics. My reading lamp would also fall over randomly, especially when I was up too late. Oh, so, that's like nice older brother pranks. Right? Oh, I like that. I know. And then to end on a fun spooky note, Ooh. I've always hated dolls. And the older they are, the more I hate them. I know you have that thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I I will say I'm like half with this because yeah. I do like some older dolls. You do. Jack, but I'm like, Jack mm, hates that my doll's... marionette doll. But Yeah, he should because that marionette doll has killed before. <laughs> <laughs> but but I feel this. So she said the older they are, the more I hate them. Somewhere in my childhood, I received a Spanish style porcelain doll. It stood on a high shelf in my room. It never did anything creepy beyond existing, but I hated it with a passion. Every night before going to sleep, I would throw stuffed animals at it until knock- I knocked it down. <laughs> My mom kept checking the shelf, thinking it was at an angle because I wouldn't admit it scared me. Oh! <laughs> Finally, she took it out so it wouldn't break. I told her years later, and she thought it was hilarious. So. That's amazing. And then one more kitty. Yeah. Her queen, Isis. My mom, for a while, I don't know if it's still... Mom, you're listening to this. Do you still have the doll collection out in the apartment? My mom has... They have, like, an add-on to her house, Mm -hmm. which we refer to as the apartment. It's basically, like, a studio apartment kind of built off of the garage, whatever. And for a long time, it has, like, a built-in cabinet, and my mom had these little porcelain dolls, which were creepy AF. They're just, like... They're, like, two, three inches tall, and they're all wearing, like, different elaborate outfits. They were... They were upsetting. Yeah. So if they're uh, still there, send yeah. me a picture, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, Renata, thank you so much. Yes, thank and you. I, I Just to respond to the one of the last parts of your email, I am now playing The Sims pretty obsessively So oh. <laughs> on my new PC. I'm going to look at it real quick. So, she mentioned about the herbs, which I think oh. I went on about a few a while ago. But, yes. um, but also, she freaked out a lit teacher in high school because they were supposed to be describing smells, feelings, and sights of a haunted house. And she said maybe she could smell cyanide. And the ah. teacher was very concerned that it smelled, I knew it smelled like bitter almonds. I creeped you out with that discussion when we were talking to Dr. Elisa Lucas. Yeah. Because I, and then neither of you knew that cyanide smells like almonds, but only for some people because there's a gene. Yeah. And if you don't so have the gene, you can't smell it. That was so excellent. So Renata, thank you so much. Thank you, Renata. This was top-tier spooky story. If yeah. you have a top-tier spooky story, email spookhour at gmail.com. We love yeah. hearing them. I'm going to go up to Michigan this week. Yay! And I am going to try to get together with Dr. Elisa Lucas, speaking uh, of. But I, I will tell you if I find anything haunted while yes. I'm up there this time. Take her someplace haunted and get yeah. a bunch of fudge. Yeah. She's been <laughs> so. posting a lot of stuff about, like, uh, cool, like, murdery bookstores and stuff in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... Yeah, you should go. Hmm. Yeah. I think her friend opened one up. Yeah. I have I have, I have many questions, Dr. Elisa Lucas. Yeah, Dr. Elisa Lucas. I'll text you later. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. So what, what are, are we, we ta- talking about? What are we... Yeah. What are we talking about? We're talking about haunted castles today. And I think you had haunted something ca- to lead I us do. in. Yeah. So as, like, a transition thing, this was not specifically related to this topic. This was just incidentally a thing we watched recently on Netflix that ties into today's topic, and I didn't make the connection until my partner pointed it out because I'm sleepy and old and my brain doesn't work anymore. It's okay. It's, <laughs> it's July. Fine. It's this July. This is the month that, like, doesn't count. 
It's so hot. I've been walking more, which, like, is good for my health, but also it's so hot. So It's is it? so hot. Today was the least hot day, and I did mm-hmm. a tiny bit of yard work. I weeded one corner of my yard, and mm-hmm. I'm exhausted. I went on a picnic <laughs> yesterday. We walked maybe three blocks to get from, like, the parking lot to this little creek. And originally, because I had another social engagement after that, I was like, oh, I'll just go home. I'll do a quick rinse to get, like, sunscreen and bug spray off of myself, and then I can probably put the same outfit on. And, like, 20 minutes into the picnic, I was, like, soaked through with sweat. So I was like, well, I'm going to change when I get home. Right. (laughs) So it's fucking hot. So I'm stupid now because it's so hot. Anyway, we've been watching – well, I say we've been watching. We finished watching – it's called Sophie, A Murder in West Cork on Netflix, and it's this uh, crime documentary about the unsolved murder of Sophie Toscan Duplantier. And it's a really interesting and kind of sad story, like a lot of recent true crime stories. It's it's kind of a bummer. Basically, they think they know who did it, but there were some investigation missteps oh. and just basically they haven't been able to formally charge the person they think did it. Oh, that's Which sucks. is really sad because ultimately there's this woman who has not, who was murdered and doesn't know justice. But anyway, right. the spooky aspect of the story, other than all of it, because it's a murder and murders are spooky. So obviously it's set in West Cork, Ireland. Mm-hmm. And near West Cork, you have Three Castle Head, which is the Dunlow Castle, which is a 13th century castle, which is located by some cliffs. And weirdly, the woman at the center of the case, the woman who gets murdered, Sophie, went there, I think, the day before the crime happened. And she was just hanging out at the castle, and she saw Uh a spooky white lady apparition. Just like an apparition of a woman completely dressed in white. And she ran to a friend's house and was super freaked out and super freaked out. And they didn't know the lore. But the lore goes, there's a white lady of the lake who still oh, haunts Jesus. the lake. And if you see her, it means that you're going to be dead within three days. So she saw it. Oh, God. And then the next day, she died. And, like, the, the people who she ran to, they said, she said, oh, my God, I saw a woman like a white shape. And they said the friends who she confided in were like, if we had known the legend, we wouldn't have let her go home by herself. Like, we would have had her stay with us. But it's just spooky and weird. It was. It's an interesting yeah. documentary. Again, if you want to watch it on Netflix, yeah. it's worth a watch. It's just, it's kind of a bummer. So, you know, but worth a watch. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that was that quick right. transition about. It's just spooky. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. And so actually, and was this? You said this is in the UK. This is in Ireland. Ireland, Ireland. Yeah. So, I mean. When I started doing my initial research about spooky castles, it was like, spookiest castles and places in Ireland, spookiest mm-hmm. castles and places in Scotland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the UK Europe, and Ireland has, like, cornered the market on it spooky really has. castles. Like, oh my god, y'all yeah. know what you're doing, and you've, like, locked down that spooky shit. Right? I mean, and then also, like, when I first started, like, my research Mm -hmm. on the haunted castles, I came across this website called Mm CelticCastles.com, which has a list of the most haunted castle hotels you can stay in, and includes links to go book your stay. Um, And so I'm like, well, I hope to eventually go over there again. I've never been to Ireland, so I'd really love to go to Ireland, but even to Scotland or anywhere in the UK. And I'm like, well, I'm definitely going to book 
one of these places at least for like one night yeah. because wouldn't that be so cool this to stay in a haunted so castle? Good. Yeah, I've been wanting to go to Ireland and we plan to eventually go. Mm-hmm. Obviously not right now for obvious yeah. reasons, but like I'll send you that link to yes. file away for later. And stay yeah. in the haunted castle. But also, I found out accidentally while I was researching haunted place well it's haunted castles but sometimes it was like haunted places yes there is a historic hotel in virginia beach on the waterfront that might be haunted <gasps> so, so what you're saying I mean, is spoop hour takes a haunted uh, road trip to the beach yeah <laughs> so trip ideas abound to the beach the beach beach the beach the beach <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching Top Model, and apparently in later cycles, like from like 2015 onward, or not 2015, mm-hmm. like 2013 onward, they abbreviated booty tooch, which is a thing that Tyra says where <laughs> to you like booch. lit to debooch. So, <laughs> well, there are so many cast haunted cool haunted castles around the world. So it was really hard for us to narrow down to few. Yeah, I've got um, two: one in Ireland, one in Scotland. True to the lore. I'm going to start with Edinburgh Castle <gasps> in Scotland. Spooky. And so, Edinburgh Scot- uh, Castle in Scotland is super old. It's at least 900 years old. Wow. But what we can visit now is definitely not how the castle was originally built. The oldest part of the castle is the St. Margaret's Chapel, which was built in about 1130. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like... <laughs> Quite, quite some time ago. And that was the royal church. And then since then, it had expanded to like a big war fortress and, you know, they'd capture people and keep them there. The most notable expansion was in 1510 when King James IV commissioned the building of the Great Hall. And then there were some more additions in the 20th century. And it's just, it's, it's huge. Yeah. I want to go visit this it's place so bad. It's huge and old. Those are like yeah. my two favorite and things. And also, <laughs> Edinburgh just in general oh, is sure. apparently fucking haunted so we could do just a whole episode on edinburgh Fun i think fact. we've talked about edinburgh a bunch of it yeah since so high like, school i've been saying i'm gonna live in edinburgh so now yeah. that i know it's super haunted that's for it's sure super haunted so besides the you know scottish crown jewels if you visit this castle you may actually be able to encounter a ghost or at least spooky vibes Ooh. so a lot of the ghost stories in spooky edinburgh are set in and around Edinburgh Castle. Mm -hmm. And one particular story is about a piper who haunts the hidden tunnels that run from the castle to the Royal Mile. The story goes that when the tunnels were discovered a few hundred years ago, a piper went down to explore. And as he navigated through the tunnels, he played his bagpipes so that people above ground could still hear where he was. But then suddenly, halfway down the Royal Mile, the music just stopped. Uh A rescue team was sent down to look, but the piper had disappeared without a trace. It's said that the ghost of the piper still haunts the tunnels, and you can sometimes hear his music either in the castle or on the streets above the tunnels. Mystery piper. It also has haunted tours of its dungeons. And the dungeons once hosted Duke Alexander Stewart of Albany, who escaped, stabbed his guards to death, and then burned their bodies. Oh, my God. And also Lady Janet Douglas of Glamis, who was accused of witchcraft and burned at the stake. Aww. In 2001, Edinburgh Castle was actually the site of a very large paranormal investigation. A team of nine researchers and over 200 members of the public explored the castle's forgotten chambers and secret passages for signs of ghostly happenings. And the public was not told which areas of the castle were rumored to be haunted and which were not. So they were just like, just go look at the castle, tell us what you're feeling. See what you see. So 51 participants 
in like notably haunted areas reported paranormal experiences, and then 35% reported in the not notably haunted areas. Hmm. Apparently, also just in general in the castle and around Edinburgh, shadowy figures, sudden drops in temperature, feeling of someone tugging on your clothes, that's just like an everyday thing. Two more spooky things about Edinburgh before I switch over to you, besides these like secret tunnels and dungeons, Mm -hmm. other underground things. There's the Mary King's Close, which is an underground area of the city in which victims of the Black Plague were quarantined and left to die. So, likely haunted as fuck. (laughs) And then also the South Bridge Vaults, which may have been cursed from the start. And it was originally this like big underground vaulty area to house taverns, workshops for tradesmen, storage space for merchants. It was basically like an underground market. Mm -hmm. But then it became a hot spot for criminal activity, like illegal gambling, illegal whiskey distillery, a place to store bodies if you're a great body snatcher. Which is just going to make it more haunted. Right. Or, you know place to store your murder victims while you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with them next. It's rumored that the serial killers Burke and Hare used the vaults for their serial killing activity, although people are trying to, like, disprove that. And apparently there is other ghostly business down there, because in 2003, I guess there was, like, a radio broadcast from down there. They were talking about the the vaults, and it was basically unusable because there was a Gaelic voice warning the presenters of the, the... the segment to go away. Oh shit. That's I love that sort of thing, but also I hate it. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So that was Edinburgh and Edinburgh Castle very briefly. That's some good shit. All right. (laughs) This comes from Kennedy.com, Ireland before you die.com, which sounds like a threat, but I think just means like before you die, you should go to Ireland, not like come to Ireland before Before you you die. But who knows? Maybe they meant it that way. AdelaideHauntedHorizons.com.au, TheIrishRoadTrip.com, AuthenticVacations.com, VisitAwfully.ie, and LepCastle.net. So, throwback for listeners. During the Sasha Aedis, we had the Believer Skeptic podcast come on as ghosts, and we talked about Mm -hmm. haunted churches. So I talked about the Bloody Chapel at Lep Castle in County... I think it might be Ophali or Offaly. I don't know. In Ireland, there's Lep Castle. And if you don't remember the story of the Bloody Chapel, basically there were these two brothers in the O'Carroll clan who were warring to see who was going to take over for their recently deceased dad. And one of the brothers was some sort of, like, priest. And the other brother straight up murdered him while he was doing a fucking sermon in the (laughs) chapel. (laughs) And so the chapel. Like, do you want to go to hell? That's how you go to hell. hell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously, the bloody chapel, super haunted. But if you want to be the most haunted castle in Ireland, as Lep Castle is, it takes a lot more than a spooky chapel. So let's get into it. First, and on kind of the same note, you have the priest's house on the grounds, which burned down in 1922, but it still had time to get its own ghost. If, you're to, if you were to sleep in the priest's house, you may feel something heavy lying on top of you and snoring. So maybe the priest doesn't know he's dead and he comes to sleep and just, like, lays on top of you. <laughs> Guests have also reported seeing a monk with a cowl and tonsure walk the house grounds. So, hmm. spooky. You've also got classic woman in a color. Yes. As the legend goes, the red lady in life was a captive of the ruling O'Carroll clan. 
In the custom of historical assholes, the the O'Carroll clan were not kind to their prisoner, and she was reportedly assaulted by a number of the men. Eventually, she gave birth to one of their children, but the O'Carrolls were not happy about having another mouth to feed, especially because it came from this woman that they had imprisoned. Uh Uh-huh. Allegedly, one of the men murdered the baby with a dagger, and then the red lady was understandably distraught about this and grabbed the dagger and stabbed herself. But there's another version of the story where she just tried to escape, and in trying to flee her captors, they caught up to her and stabbed her to death. Regardless of the version you hear, key points, she dies because she got stabbed by a dagger. Now, her ghost shows up wearing a red dress and carrying a dagger, and she touches unsuspecting guests. So you'll just feel like a little, like, boop, you turn around and it's a woman in a red dress being like, sup, this is my knife. (laughs) (laughs) The red lady. That's my Halloween costume this year. Yeah, just get a red dress and, like, carry around a knife knife and be like, red lady. This is my knife. This is my knife. How's it going? (laughs) The red lady isn't the only tragic woman on the ground, so if you're also in the market for a Halloween costume but Sasha called dibs on the one you wanted, you have another option. In the 1500s, the O'Carroll family murdered a woman who now shows up as a terrified spirit in very little clothing. You'll know her when you see her because she screams twice and then disappears. <laughs> sounds like sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gone. <laughs> the castle is also home to the ghosts of the McMahon clan. Originally invited to a celebratory feast by the O'Carrolls, which, like, basically everything I have learned about the O'Carroll family is, like, when they invite you to a celebratory feast, you maybe want to RSVP no thanks. Because yeah, seriously. They showed up to have this, like, yay, party, woohoo, we're so happy, and they got red weddinged. So the O'Carrolls decided to poison them all. So they all straight up died. So their ghosts oh, are hanging good. out. There's also some little girl ghosts believed to date back to the 1600s when they may have lived on the estate. One of them, Emily, died when she was 11 after falling from the castle's battlements, which is now mostly what her her ghost does. So you'll see the ghost of a little girl fall from the battlements and disappear before hitting the ground. That's so scary. It has to be upsetting to see, like, a little girl, and you're like, oh, my God, and then she's just gone. Ugh, don't like it. I don't like that. And then there's not much known about the other little girl whose name is Charlotte, Usually she's just seen dragging her leg behind her. So it may have been she had some sort of ailment when she was alive that may have killed her when she was Mm. young. We don't know. Luckily, the ghosts of the little girls have someone looking out for them. The governess, sometimes called the nanny. The governess's ghost is usually following the two of them. There's also the ghost of an old man who shows up with them, but he mostly sits in an armchair by the main hall's grand fireplace. So... Hmm. You also have the ghosts of the Oubliette, where during one period of renovation, dozens of skeletons were found behind a secret wall in the chapel. (laughs) And you also have the ghosts of the murder hole room. Now, I'm not an architect, but I feel like if there's a room in your house that you call the murder hole room, it's not got good vibes. No. So, welcome to my murder hole. Welcome to my murder hole room. So this is the guest room. Down the hall, you have a linen closet. This is the murder hole room. And if you need to do your laundry, you're going to want to go down the stairs and turn left. <laughs> what the fuck? The murder <laughs> hole room has never been found, so it's a secret murder hole room. But reportedly, it is the origin of numerous supernatural spirits as the result of being used for a classic O'Carroll family murder. Great. The O'Carrolls aren't the only ones with ghosts at Lep Castle. In the 1600s, Lep Castle passed to the Darby family when an O'Carroll chieftain's daughter married the English Captain Darby. 
During the Irish Civil War, their son Jonathan became paranoid and started hiding their numerous treasures around the castle. So basically, he's just like burying mm-hmm. silverware, mm-hmm. necklaces, whatever. It's just hiding it around the castle. He got so into it that he even enlisted the help of two servants to hide the treasure and then had them murdered so they couldn't reveal where they put it. That's some pirate shit. That's some pirate shit where you commit to the bit. But also, oh my God. yikes. So, Jonathan, who would come to be known as the Wild Captain, was eventually arrested for treason and imprisoned in Dublin. During his time in incarceration, he's said to have lost his mind because prison in the 1600s was not a fun place to be. Mm-mm. When he was released, he allegedly tried to find his treasures, but he no longer could recall where he had hidden them. And if you'll recall, he killed the only two people who could have helped him. So maybe next time you hide your treasures and someone helps you, you keep them around in case you forget. Even though he died before finding it, the search for the treasure continues to this day as his spirit roams the castle grounds trying to find his lost booty. That just reminds me of your great aunt, great grandma. Oh yeah, the one. where her I think it was her cousin's husband died unexpectedly, the ghost. and then yeah. came the, back to lead his wife to where the treasure was. Yep, yep. Same Oof. shit, except nobody's helping this guy because he killed his ser- servants. They're right. probably in the afterlife like, oh, do you want to know where the treasure is? Do you not remember? <laughs> you killed us. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. How you like me now? And then they float off to the afterlife. <laughs> we know where the treasure is. With all of these ghosts, you probably aren't thinking they're super modern, but there is one ghost that reigns supreme and predates all the others. Ooh. And that is... The Elemental. One, incredibly badass name. Gotta learn more, right? Well, yeah. two, the Elemental is believed to predate all the warring clans, wayward children, and murdered women at Lep Castle. Some speculate that the Elemental dates back to the time of Druids and that it is a spirit that was placed using sorcery to protect the sacred land upon which Lep Castle was built. Oh. Others think that the Earl of Kildare placed the elemental to help claim the castle from the inside. So he he wanted the castle for himself. He was like, I've seen the way the O'Carrolls do things. I don't want to <laughs> fuck with that. What if I just summon up this thing? Because he was known, well, he was rumored to be an accomplished magician. So yeah. he, maybe he, you know, did some sort of like black magic to place the elemental in to scare the O'Carrolls away. Or maybe Mildred Darby, who dabbled in the occult in the form of automatic writing and seances, accidentally summoned the elemental by drawing on the powers of the newly discovered oubliette bodies. Mm. In any case, the elemental is something to be feared. It is shrouded in mystery as the few who have encountered it can't produce like an accurate description. Mostly the elemental turns up whenever someone tries to study it. It doesn't seem to like that. So if you're like, I want to figure out what the deal with it is, it's going to show up, but then you're going to regret it. So the go-to description of it is from a letter written by Mildred Darby. And she described it as, quote, a gray thing standing a couple of feet from me with its bent arms raised as if it were cursing me. I cannot describe in words how utterly awful the thing was. It's a very undefinableness rendering the horrible shadow more gruesome. Human in shape, a little shorter than I am, I could just make out the shape of big black holes like great eyes and sharp features, but the whole figurehead, face, hands, and all was gray, unclean, bluish gray, something of the color and appearance of common cotton wool. But oh, so sinister, repulsive, and devilish. Gaunt and shadowy in parts, its face was human, or to be more accurate, inhuman, and its vileness, with large holes of blackness for eyes, loose, slobbery lips, and a thick saliva-dripping jaw." 
She goes on to describe that it's covered in dark, coarse hair, and you recognize it by an awful smell that it produces. Wow. The elemental gives off a menacing energy to anyone who dares try to provoke it. So that's the elemental, and those are the ghosts of Lep Castle in that's Ireland. bananas. You can see why it's the most haunted castle in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny when you... You see, like, the most haunted of something. Because mm-hmm. I know when I was looking for castles in the UK, some there was a lot of argument. No, this is the most haunted castle. This no, is the most this one is. But Lep Castle sounds like Lep that's Castle's the most haunted like, castle in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, hold my beer, everyone else. Everybody get ready to pee your pants, because we got ghosts on ghosts. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. So the next one I've got is Chillingham Castle in Northumberland, which mm-hmm. is in the UK. Mm-hmm. And also, what I just love about Chillingham is that it has the word chilling, chilling in it. it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, well, it's like naming your child Jeeves. Yeah. What do you think gonna is going to s- happen? What do you think is going to happen to your castle if you put the word chilling in there? Oh, welcome to my house. We call it Chillingham. We are hoping it's going to be a real cozy place. Do you? <laughs> do you? Do you? <laughs> so it's a 13th century stronghold in Northumberland, and it was famed for action and battles. It's got, you know, beautiful rooms, gardens, mm-hmm. lakes, fountains, tea rooms. Castle has this extraordinary ownership bloodline that r- runs all the way back to the 1200s. But now, you know, like, you can stay there. It's a hotel. Ooh. And I love it. Like, on their website, they're like, you know, come stay with us, but also, like, have afternoon tea with us. And, That's you nice. know, like, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just great. And they also offer... Ghost tours because <gasps> they know what's up. They know so, which side their bread is buttered. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like this is the hotel for me because they're like they they lean into like they really really actually like lean into their like haunted stuff in mm-hmm. their marketing, which I just I'm like yeah you own it you do it you know good for that's you. That's great. So the poet Longfellow actually did write a description of Chillingham in this following verse from one of his poems. Mm. He said. All houses in which men have lived and died are haunted houses. Through open through the open doors, the harmless phantoms on their errands glide with feet that make no sounds upon the floors. So even Longfellow was like, this place is haunted. I'm going to write a poem about it. <laughs> but yeah, again, like this is a castle. It's got these like, beautiful ornate rooms, beautiful courtyards, all of this, right? It also has a dungeon. I mean... And it also has a torture chamber. Could be a nursery. Yeah, like... <laughs> Like, you look at any of their marketing, they, like, the first part is, like, what it is near the ocean, also famous for our torture chambers, romantic <laughs> spot for, for your getaway, and I'm just, like... It's like when you're trying to sell your house, so you just really want to emphasize, like, all the good shit about it, and then you're, like, and also the pipes in the master bedroom don't work, so every so often but they don't explode. worry about it. But then it's got a beautiful kitchen backsplash. Look at that! But in and this, it's chamber. just, like, but don't worry it's got about a torture it. chamber and, you know, a couple dungeons. But, like, you should see the ocean from there. It's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, so the, the Castle Hotel's website describes the dungeon as lit by one small arrow slit in the thick wall, and the chamber is marked with crudely cut letters carved by sad prisoners. Oh. A trap door in the floor reveals the very genuine bones of a child in the vault below. Early inmates have scratched their diary with incised lines, one for each day. A low passage leans to the side, all fallen in, and these passages ran through the thick walls that linked the great towers. They were filled in when they were seen to weaken the walls against cannon fire. And records of those held in this dungeon show it was for hiding as well as prison. 
Note, there's also a hugely thick door with handles only on one side and the scratch diaries on the walls and the drop floor leading into deeper chambers. So there's deeper chambers than the thing with the arrow slit? That's yeah. gotta be like that upsetting, like, visceral darkness. Because, you know, like, when you're in a room with no windows mm-hmm. and even when you close the door, like, some light can get in from yeah. somewhere else. But that's, like, the darkness of nothing's getting in. Yeah. <sighs> and then... What they wrote about their torture chambers. <laughs> all castles may have had rooms like this. If you lost Hashtag a family, yes, all castles. <laughs> yes, all castles. If you <laughs> lost a family friend to the enemy, it would be natural to capture one of them to exchange or encourage talk. Sadly, in many other countries, such repression is alive in the world today. A visit to the torture chamber is not for the faint-hearted. It displays interesting and gruesome implements of punishment that we hope no longer will be used in this country, including a stretching rack, cages, a bed of nails, nailed barrel, and spiked chair. There are executioner's blocks, and the serene face of the Iron Maiden is supported by a horrible, larger-than-life-sized hinged and spike casing to hold a live body. The thumbscrews, chains, leg irons, cages, man traps, and branding irons remind of a world long past. Yikes. So if you've never been to somewhere like the Tower of London in in London, like that's I think probably where I've seen it was there or Windsor Castle that I saw maybe it wasn't Windsor Castle, it was another castle. There's a third there's another castle I went to in England when I was a kid. I can't remember what it was, but I remember seeing like an was Iron Maiden and being like, huh? Was it the big one? Buckingham Palace? No, it wasn't Buckingham Palace. It was a it was it was a much no, older Windsor. one. It wasn't Windsor, but it was another one like kind of out there. But anyway, I saw an Iron Maiden for real, and I was like, Ugh! "Mom and Dad, why are you taking your twelve year old to go see torture chambers?" And also, Iron Maidens were so upsetting. Like, who was the fucked up person who was like, "What if we make a thing that's people shaped and you can close it, but then the inside is just spikes?" Right. I, it makes me think of the pokey in Matilda. Yeah. Why does that headmistress have a pokey? What, why would you... <laughs> who thought of, like... Look, I'm a pretty creative person, like, not to toot my own horn, but I feel like it would take me a very long time of trying to imagine things that hurt other people to come up with what if cookie cutter but full of spikes. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's awful. But, hey, if you're on vacation... Visitors are welcome to stay in the haunted rooms at Chillingham Castle. Some comments from people who stayed there. I felt this hand on my arm. It was a most friendly feeling, and I believe someone was trying to guide me to see something. Ooh, you gotta see over here. Like, I know we talked about how rough the torture chamber is, but the view from the ocean is really nice. Why is a ghost touching me? (laughs) (laughs) The ghost is like, you're gonna miss the sunset. You're gonna miss the sunset. Yeah. My camera, and this is another one, my camera just would not take a picture of the orbs and lighting I actually saw. Yet when I developed my film, there were just those same orbs, but in different places and rooms, literally all over the place. And then lastly, the guy told me not to be frightened, and funnily, I was quite happy, even with the distinct whispering I heard in the King Edward room. Uh. <laughs> uh so, already I'm sold. Some yeah. of the ghosts that you may find at Chillingham are the White Pantry Ghost, where in the inner pantry, a frail figure in white still appears. The silver was stored here, and a footman employed to sleep, there was an empl- footman employed to sleep here and guard it. Historically, one night, when the footman had turned into sleep, he was accosted by a lady in white. Hey! Hey, a lady in a color. Very pale, she begged him for water, and thinking it was one of the castle guests, he turned to obey, and then suddenly he remembered he was locked in and no visitor could have possibly entered. Oh, no. 
The same pale figure can be seen today, and it's the thought that the longing for water means that they were poisoned. <sighs> There's also the ghost in the chamber, apparently just in any of the bedrooms or any of like the little rooms around the castle, there is a sense of something unseen but still moving. It could be just like a chill, dark, creeping sensation or an uh, oppressive atmosphere. Don't like that. Also in the chapel beside the great halls, you can hear two men who are talking. It's never possible to follow their words, and they stop talking if you try to trace them. And then also there are ghosts in the courtyard. When the moonlight casts shadows of the battlements across the worn flagstones, it is positively hard not to see shades and shadows come to life. So that was Chillingham Castle, and I hope one day to have my hams chilled there. I was going to say, that sure gave me the Chillinghams. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Are you ready to hear about Fivey Castle? Yes. All right. So shout out to listener Sarah, who a while back emailed and was like, do y'all know about 5 V Castle? And that was when I put Haunted Castles on the docket to talk about at some point. Hell yeah. This for sure paid dividends. So this comes from <laughs> Wikipedia, give them some money, hiddenscotland.co, nts.org.uk, pressandjournal.co.uk, thescottishsun.co.uk, hauntedrooms.co.uk, and wikitree.com. So... In Aberdeenshire, Scotland, lies the nearly 800-year-old Fivey Castle. Possibly built in 1211 by William and the Lion, Fivey Castle has the perfect blend of historical significance. Charles I lived there as a kid. Robert the Bruce had an open-air court there. And spooky bullshit. It's one of the most haunted castles in the UK! (laughs) Spooky bullshit! Let's dive in. First, you have the legend of the Weeping Stones of Fivey. Thomas the Rhymer, who was a 13th century seer, was traveling and sought shelter at Fivey on a stormy night. He was turned away, so he pulled a Beauty and the Beast and laid a curse against the castle. No male heir would inherit it until three stones used in the castle construction were returned to the sacred burial site whence they came. The stones were believed to be used in the construction of the Preston Tower, the Charter Room, and rolled into the Ethan River. Only one of the stones has been located in the charter room and is on display in the castle. So they found it and they're like, let's just leave it here and see what happens. The reason why they're called the weeping stones is because it always appears wet, even when every other stone near it is dry. Whoa. To this date, no male heir has ever survived to inherit 5e castle. So right off the bat, we're swinging for the fences with a hot curse. Yeah, seriously. Over the years, about nine distinct ghosts have been detected at 5e Castle. Among the most commonly spotted spirits is the Green Lady, believed to be Lilius Drummond. Lilius was married to Alexander Seton, but it wasn't a happy union and Alexander was kind of a dick. Yeah. (sighs) Alexander wanted a male heir and apparently was not informed about the curse. Lilius failed him because she had five daughters and he's like, this is clearly your fault. I don't accept this, so he imprisoned her in the charter room where the one weeping stone was found. She then either starved to death, got sick and died, or died of shock when her family attempted to rescue her and were killed and dismembered in front of the window in her room. No! No, So, nothing good for Lilius. Well then, Alexander, being a dick, immediately remarried upon her death. But on the night of his wedding, ghostly screams echoed throughout the castle, and there was a scratching on the outside of his bedroom window the entire night. So just scritch, 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 whole night. 
The next morning, the newlyweds looked outside the window and found Lilius Drummond newly scratched into the stone. Wasn't there before, but now Lilius Drummond's name was carved in the castle. You can still see it to this day if you go oh and visit. Oh my god. It's right under the bedchamber window. The green lady roams the corridors of the castles, weeping at the betrayal of her husband and leaving behind the scent of rose petals. Even though the green lady is kind towards visitors, she did warn one medium communicating with her that there is another spirit that does want to hurt guests. His name is John Pollock. It, the incident in question, the green lady told the medium not to worry as she wouldn't let John Pollock hurt anyone. And this is what has earned the green lady the nickname of head ghost at 5 Because, you know, the medium mm. was like, hold up, you said there was a ghost who was going to hurt me? And the green lady's like, nah, fam, I'm not going to let it happen. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. John usually hangs out in the library where his grisly death mask, which shows the marks on his neck where he was hanged, is displayed. Ooh. In life, John was a murderer. Thus... Hanging. And now that he's a ghost, he coats the library in an oppressive negative feeling. Some visitors even report feeling sick when they get too close to the library. Like it just, they suddenly feel like overwhelmed and like they need to leave. Oh, I don't like that. Mm -mm. Then on the other hand, you have Annie, the ghost of a little girl who plays on the stairs. She's there so often that she's been caught on film. There's also a cigar-smoking shadow figure who flies through the halls, and there's also a bloodstain somewhere in the castle that has never been removed. Remember the charter room where the green lady died and one of the weeping stones is on display? Uh Uh-huh. There's a secret dungeon underneath it. Whoa! And there's a curse on the secret dungeon. Of course! According to the curse, you shouldn't open the dungeon because something bad will happen to the laird of the castle. Two lairds decided, and this is directly from my notes... That sign won't stop them because they can't read. And both (laughs) paid the price. The Lairds died and both of their wives went blind. Incredible. Reports that, like, oh my god. Wow. (laughs) And remember, no male heir has ever survived to inherit 5e Castle. And it's like, no, because they keep opening up the secret dungeon. Oh, my God. Reportings of hauntings go back a ways in history, too. In the 1920s, a patch of the wall was torn down to investigate the source of a damp patch. So, you know, they just thought there was a leak. So they were like, well, we'll take it down. We'll see what it is. What they found was a complete human skeleton. Oh. The bones were transported to a local churchyard for burial, but then the spooky disturbances in the castle started. Oh, no. It's a new woman in a color, known as the Grey Lady, and she made her presence known by walking around the castle and even appearing to a maid. Miss Massey, the maid in question, was in bed one night when a white object stepped out from the wall next to her bed. It was the figure of a woman in a flowing white gown who sailed across the room, looked at Miss Massey, then disappeared into the door. The housekeeper, Miss Kellis, frequently heard mysterious thuds, knocks, and moans that only became more vivid when the bones were removed. Ooh. Another maid was so scared after her encounter with the Grey Lady that she quit her job and moved back home. (gasps) The Grey Lady is believed to be Lady Meldrum, who died in the castle sometime in the 1200s in a secret room in Meldrum Tower. So they think it's her. Fivey Castle also has a ghost trumpeter named Andrew Lammy. Andrew's heart was broken in his life when his beloved Agnes suddenly died. His ghost is usually spotted dressed in a rich tartan standing near the castle wall, and he plays a trumpet, so you can hear that around the grounds. But if he's spotted by anybody, he'll just kind of freeze and disappear. Huh. So those are some of the ghosts of 5e Castle. Amazing. And then we've got Chateau de Brissac 
in Brissac Quince, France. Ooh. It's in the Loire River of uh, River Valley in France. And the original castle itself was built in the 11th century, but in the 15th century, the Duke of Brissac took ownership and decided, uh, I'm going to tear down this medieval castle. I'm going to replace it with the new one built in the Renaissance style. Sure. So he renamed this castle the Chateau de Brissac at that time. And the twin medieval towers were left in place while the new building was being constructed. The Duke had intended on move, removing both medieval towers, but he had died as the new building was nearing completion, and so the towers were left in place. And if you look, if you ever go there and you look, you can see that both towers are resting against the Renaissance t- castle as the back portions of the tower were cut away. So, why is this go- place haunted? Well, there's another green lady. Yay! <laughs> so there was a double murder that occurred sometime in the 15th century within the walls of the castle that basically Ew. has resulted in one of the more popular ghosts of Chateau de Brissac. There are other ghosts, but we're going to just kind of talk about the green lady. She is La Dame Verte, or Green Lady. Sure. Right? She was apparently an unfaithful wife who was murdered by her husband. But the story is a little bit more interesting than that. She may have been Charlotte de Brise, who was the Ill- illegitimate daughter of King Charles VII and his mistress Agnes Sorel, and also half she was then half sister to King Louis XI. Oh, so because she is this illegitimate child. Mm-hmm. In 1462, a marriage was arranged between Charlotte and Jacques de Bre or Brise. Brise? I don't know. Breeze, Breze. Sure. Sure. A nobleman. It was claimed that the marriage was politically motivated and that the two did not love each other. Additionally, it had been said that the two individuals basically were very different in uh, personality. For instance, Jacques was said to have enjoyed outdoor activities like hunting, whilst Charlotte was more inclined to a sophisticated indoor life. On May 31st, 1477, Jacques is said to have returned from a hunting trip, had dinner with his wife, and then went to his room. It seems that the couple did not sleep in the same bed, and in the middle of the night, a servant woke Jacques up to inform him that his wife was having an affair with a man by the name of Pierre de uh, Lavrange. Lavrange? Jacques caught his wife and her lover red-handed and, in a fit of rage, murdered the adulterous couple. Apparently, Jacques then moved out of the chateau shortly after the murder as he could not stand the moaning of his late wife and lover's ghost. What kind of moaning? Probably haunting moaning, but also could have been just sexy ghost moaning. Not like, like, fuck you, we're going to bone his ghosts now. Right? Can't stop us. (laughs) Now we're going to bone even more. (laughs) The current residents, including the current and most of actually even the prior Duke Dukes of Brissac mm-hmm. um, and their families, have become accustomed to he- roaming to the Green Lady roaming the rooms, but she has scared many guests. She is often seen in the tower room of the chapel wearing her green dress, and what's most terrifying, though, is her face. If she looks at you, you'll see her face has gaping holes where the eyes and nose should be, resembling a corpse. Mm. As well as her sighting, her moans are often heard throughout the castle in the early hours. So that was a very brief Chateau de Brissac. Yikes. I also... It was so hard to like narrow down which ones to do, and I feel like okay, we could probably do another episode on these on castles, because yeah. I found the Corvin Castle and the Brand Castle in Romania. Yeah, both of them. Spoiler alert: have to do with 
Dracula. Hey! <laughs> the Castle of Good Hope in South Africa, where someone put a curse on colonizers. Yeah. And Himeji Castle in Hyogo, Japan, mm-hmm. which has a spooky well story. So, Ooh. you know, like, there's yeah, a like- lot. I also found stuff about, do you know... Oh, gosh, I've already forgotten the name of it. That castle in, Can- in Toronto, Castle Loma in Toronto, mm-hmm. it's actually not that old. Mm-hmm. And people claim, this is one that I found when I was doing research. People are like, oh, but it's haunted. But then other people are like, it can't be haunted. It hasn't been around that long. The people who lived there only lived there for nine years before Toronto took it over and made it into a museum. And it's like, mm, still could be haunted. Yeah. <laughs> Anything can be haunted Anything if you try. Anything can be haunted if you try hard enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not quitters. Haunt what you want. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's just a lot out there. And, I mean, because I found a list that was, like, 32 haunted castles around the world. And I was like, well, of course. Yeah, there's got to be some... Because you figure castles are, one, built to last. Because they're supposed to be, like, essentially a siege weapon that you live in. Right. So they're built to withstand, like, armies invading. So they're going to last through history. Two, because they last a long time, a lot of people have died in them. Yeah. Including some of those invading armies when they have like fucking boiling oil poured on them. Right? <laughs> so Anything that leaves a lot of energy negative or positive is mm-hmm. going to leave something. Yeah. We've so talked about course, this. Of course the castles are super haunted. What's your favorite haunted castle? We talked about, you know, like five-ish here. Yeah. So, what are your faves? What did we miss? Do you know a story about one of these castles that we didn't cover, but you want us to? Mm-hmm. Email spookhour@gmail.com. We'd love to hear about your favorite spooky castles because there's just yeah. there's so many, right? It's, and it's, it's incredible. Spook- I love a spooky castle. Like it reminds me of when my family went to London years and years ago. We did like mm-hmm. a ghost tour of the Tower of London. Yeah. And they, like, got into, like, how gruesome and, like, oh, spooky and blood and ravens. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of that. Like, it'd be fun to work at a castle, I think, and do the ghost tours. Yeah. That would be our retirement plan. Yeah, that's our retirement plan. We're just going to be like, and then the ghost sprung out and had holes where her eyes should have been. And her ears were cut off. And her her nose nose was was cut cut off. off. (laughs) And her legs were cut off. (laughs) That'll be us. Yeah, that'll be us when we're older. Come on the Spoop Hour tours of all the haunted castles. So what did we miss? Like, what haunted castles? I know there are some. You found a list of 35, and we didn't talk about 35, so. No. It's also, like, I think part of my fascination with haunted castles is because our country burned down a lot of our history by being racist. And so we don't have, like, old-ass buildings that, like, go back a long time Mm -hmm. so for me it's just like wow this is a place that's been in existence for a thousand years and of course it's haunted yeah so yeah very very much we can talk keep talking about this yeah so (laughs) thank you for listening thank you for being a friend thank you for haunting some castles and telling us your ghost stories and Continuing to support us even as we're old and tired. Yeah. We appreciate it. Make so. sure you're drinking water. Mm-hmm. Make it, sure you're getting enough sleep. It's very hot out there, but hydrate before you dehydrate. Or else you'll be a thirsty ghost. <gasps> Nobody wants a thirsty ghost. Mm-hmm. 
What does a movie starring Britney Spears, a slasher film centered around Christmas, and a movie where Mandy Moore gets naked and goes into a gross river have in common? They were all made in the 2000s. Guess What You're Gonna Hate is a podcast where I make my friend Janine watch the worst movies of the 2000s and laugh at her. Check us out on iTunes or look us up online by going to hatepodcast.com. I hope you like it, because I sure know Janine doesn't.